Welcome to the sixth episode of If the Apocalypse Comes, Beat Me, also known as Ah! Ah! Spike Lips! Lips of Spike! Today we are talking about episode six of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is called The Pack. The Pack. The Pack. The Pack. The Pack. Real quick, this episode, this episode, and by every episode of this podcast is... Brought to you by Weedabix. (laughs) (laughs) That was perfect. This is a podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we talk about that show, but also lots of other shows, and we spoil the shit out of this one and other shows. So this is not a recap show. If you're looking for that, there's much better podcasts out there. Or the Buffy podcast that you need, but not the one that you want. <laughs> yes! But to get us in the mood for this week in 1997, when this episode of Buffy aired, Daniel, give us the news. Welcome to the news. This week was ugh, as if our top story tonight. This week in 1997, April 5th, we lost a great man and poet, Allen Ginsberg. Addict of Metropolis. Do the worm on Acropolis. Slam dance Cosmopolis. Enlighten the populace. Born in 1926, he would rise to prominence only 30 years later with the release in 1956 of Howl. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness, starving, hysterical, naked, dragging themselves through the Negro streets at dawn looking for an angry fix. Angel-headed hipsters burning for the ancient heavenly connection to the starry dynamo and the machinery of night, who poverty and tatters and hollow-eyed and high sat up smoking in the supernatural darkness of cold water flats, floating across the tops of cities, contemplating jazz, who bear The following year, the text would be subjected to an obscenity trial for its references to drugs and sex, both heterosexual and homosexual, or even the judge opined, would there be any freedom of press or speech if one must reduce his vocabulary to vapid, innocuous euphemisms? Ginsburg's art, his beliefs, and his activism were anything but vapid, innocuous, nor euphemistic. From the New York Times, quote, he was known around the world as a master of the outrageous. He read his poetry and played his finger symbols at the Albert Hall in London. He was expelled from Cuba after saying he found Che Guevara, quote, cute. He sang duets with Bob Dylan, and he chanted Hare Krishna on William F. Buckley Jr.'s television program. Critic John Leonard observed in 1988, quote, He is, of course, a social bandit, but he is a nonviolent social bandit. And J.D. McClatchy noted that, quote, Like Whitman, he was a bard in the old manner, outsized, darkly prophetic, part exuberance, part prayer, Part rant. His work is finally a history of our era's psyche, with all its contradictory urges. So go read Howl this morning. Sit with Carl Sullivan in Rockland. Even Giles would have to admit, he's a pretty great poet for an American. Allen Ginsberg, later, Gator. Thanks, Daniel. 
Also this week, there were a couple of uh, interesting music releases out. Uh, so we're just going to run through those just to see how well we remember 1997. Yeah. So these ones came out within the week of the 31st and April 7th of 1997. The Sea and Cake. The Fawn. Wow, you just said a bunch of words I don't think are real. So you've never heard of the Sea and Cake? Oh, as in like the letter C. No, no, no. Cake. The sea, like the ocean. Okay. The sea. The sea and Cake. Is this no. like an AFI album? No, no, no. No, it's like a indie rock soft. Like Bell and Sebastian? Yeah. Oh. Nope. Okay. Uh, Zao? You ever listen to Zao? No, Zao is like, they're like a metal band, like a hardcore band. Okay. Uh, their album is called The Splinter Shards. The Splinter Shards, The Birth of Separation. That's two separate thoughts. The Splinter Shards, The Birth of Separation. I know, that's, well, no, that, that's a sentence. That works. Also, Lit. Oh, yeah. Tripping the Light Fantastic. Is that the one with my own worst enemy? It's not. Well, so then who cares? We're going to have to wait for that one. <laughs> Our Lady Peace. Remember Our Lady Peace? Clumsy. And then the Chemical Brothers. I put that on for you. I don't know. Nice. Uh, dig Your Own Hole. Yeah, that sounds right. Never, never done that. Okay, so for movies... The movies this week came out on the 4th of April, so we are going to be talking about three of them, uh, three big ones, see if we've watched any of them. The first one, I think we might have and definitely probably heard of, but Chasing Amy. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, man. I've seen the movie a million times. It used to make me ragey. It's a weird movie. It's a tough movie. I mean, now I'm okay, because, but yes, it gets super fine. Yeah. Yeah. You you definitely bring your own history to that oh movie. yeah but i'm not the only lesbian that hated kevin smith for it because he like did they did uh this little documentary ish movie where they do tax like you know him and jason muse that's the they yeah uh will go around to colleges and give talks or whatever and like the one they filmed which means to me that every time they go to a college campus and do this this happens to them there's a lesbian that stands up and like you need to fucking apologize for chasing amy <laughs> so like yeah <laughs> all right and but have, i now I, as an adult i'm like it's fine it's, it's whatever fine. yeah did it's you ever watch it or? Yeah, I did see it. Okay. At the time or? No, no. probably not. No, wait, I don't know what we'd be doing as 10-year-olds watching Chasing Amy. That I would did. be strange. Yeah, no, I watched I probably for the first time. <laughs> no, no, when I was like 14 or 15, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely something you come to older. I think it's still probably a pretty popular yeah, movie for people kind of. Anybody that loves Kevin Smith. I mean, yeah, there's, yeah. There's like the big five that he did that everybody's seen. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the next two, one of them is called Double Team with Jean-Claude Van Damme, Dennis Rodman, and Mickey Rourke. Holy shit. I was like, that definitely sounds like an action movie slash video game slash action movie that's made off of a video game. Yeah. I, or a porno. It looks... <laughs> that was the obvious one, and I'm there sorry you, I didn't say there that. There you go. I'm sorry you didn't I'm either. Like, I needed to fill that hole. <laughs> that should have been oh, the first phrasing. one. I did that on purpose. <laughs> oh, premeditated phrasing. Oh, no. Phrasing. God. And the other one's called The Saint with Val Kilmer. So a pretty weak week, weekend uh, for you going out to watch the movies. So if this is you in 1997 listening to this live, stay at home. Watch Buffy instead. God, this game is brutal. I love it. The pack. The pack. Which Joss Whedon has noted before for being the first time. What did he say? The first time that think, it was scary. Like, the quote is like, this is the first time we figured out how dark we could go with the show. How dark we could go with the show. Yeah. Which, um, I mean, taking it objectively, it's pretty fucked up because they. Yeah, I tried to watch it. Yeah. And I tried to watch it in that vein. It's like, Okay. Maybe I just missed it, but it really didn't occur to me that what was happening was cannibalism until way after the fact. Like, it didn't dawn on me, like, oh, shit, they're cannibals. Like, they just ate Until hearing that quote from Joss Whedon and then me me thinking back and being like, oh, I guess if you think about it like that, they mostly look like 
I feel like every six-year-old has a phase where they pretend to be an animal, and that's just what it made me think of. Like, you have your, like, bowl of Cheerios on the floor, and you pretend to eat sorry. it. Like, your that's Weetabix, what I was expecting. I'm sorry. I picture Xander doing in this episode, which I think really takes away from the darkness of cannibalizing your principal. That's true, and they're just being really aggressive with Flutie at the end, and it's like... But what are they doing there? Just giving him, like, licks and kisses? And then there's, like, a really fake-looking swat that she does. Terrible. And then it, like, zooms away and he's got scratches down his face. And I'm like, really? And then they zoom in on the photo. And just like, yeah, this is great. Yeah, I think not showing it on screen, it took away from the dramatic moment that that could have had. But also, like, but, but think about if they WB and- did do it. It would be terrible. And they just walked out of there. They just ate a human being. Or they ate a pig. And it's terrible that's a terrible thing that you don't really get to come back from right yes but also i still feel in this moment today it doesn't feel like cannibalism in the truest sense because they weren't thinking like i'm a person and i'm eating a person Uh, that's That's a good point like yes a person did eat a person but in their heads i'm a dark hyena from africa see that didn't actually dawn on me that it's really just the human body eating yeah. the other human body, which seems impossible. It doesn't seem like you could even get the strength enough to... I guess you can bite people. Where well, our teeth aren't made for not that Not made for that, no. Yeah, you the have front to teeth work. are. You have to work. A little to bit. I mean, we're not carnivores, fruity. but we eat meat. True. Yeah. I guess once you get one good tear in Flutie, the rest of it just unravels on itself. Yeah. I don't know. Well, so let's go... Let's start <laughs> right from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think... I can't stand Flutie. I'm really glad. Well... I should say, I hope he does get eaten by some pack of people possessed by hyenas. I know that's unrealistic to think that that would happen, but I yeah, Doug Flutie no him. longer works at Sunnydale High School. We wish him the best. For a second, I thought you said the football player, but in my head, I was waiting for you to say the football I player. I did say Doug Flutie. Okay. Yeah. What's his name? No. What is his name? What's Bill? Bob. Bob. Oh, yeah, Bob like, Flutie no longer works at Sunnydale High School. Doug Flutie still never worked at Sunnydale High School. We wish him the best in his future endeavors. Oh, shit. Deep cut. Uh, the hyena puppet is a little rough. But it's so, like, just ensconced over there in the rocks. Yeah, it's so not a part of the episode that it's fine. But it's did they did, did, did Do you think that they used actual, like, lighting on its eyes or it was totally fake? Because the, the people were obviously superimposed. But I, I kind of don't remember if they just superimposed the puppet with... I'm sure they did. I don't it know, wouldn't really make sense be, to be like, get those Christmas lights in that fucking... Puppet. Well, that's probably exactly what they did. And if that's the case, it wouldn't have taken like any extra anything. Just like, eh, pop some lights in. How much money do you think it costs to put superimpose some light over someone's eyes? I don't know. Couldn't cost that it much. It cost 5000 fucking dollars to pretend a vampire got tested. Yeah. We're living in 1990 world where special effects are expensive, though. Expensive. Oh, look. It's Buffy and all her friends. That's a witty. Do you ever wonder why nobody cool ever wants to hang out with you? <laughs> Just thankful. Were you this popular at your old school before you got kicked out? <laughs> Careful. She might beat you up. The dialogue that the mean kids have is the most generic fucking horrible dialogue I've ever heard in my life. It's so stilted. What well, if Xander sort of points it out, right? He's like, we got the mean kids and the... He's like... Doesn't he say something about that? Or am I making that up? Oh, yeah. Like, every school. They're all out of central casting. Like, basically, you yes. just, if you have this, you have the mean kids. <laughs> so I feel like it's almost a joke in and of itself. And yeah. they're, they're 30-year-old people walking around harassing <laughs> some kid trying to fucking, like, draw a monkey. I mean, it's who's also an adult. I mean, it's really just adult-on-adult violence. And Flutie's walking around like, I'm... Never gets talked about enough. Never gets talked about enough. And he just wants, you know, I don't know. Lance Lance makes it out, though, right? He survives everything. He's fine. Yeah, yeah. 
Does he ever show back up in an episode? No. I feel like, again, this is another person that we'll he, Owen, everyone should band together and just say, and the Virgin, this is enough. We've had enough. I think we just get to be grateful for that. That doesn't happen to Jonathan. That he's not, we see him once and he never comes back. I'm glad that he sticks around. Jonathan has been a, a good friend to me here in Mexico. His head will buy me a burro. Yeah. Maybe that would have been a good intro for Jonathan. Oh, yeah, that could have been Jonathan. That would have been a good one. Yeah, he would have been a better been fine. That would have made more sense. Yeah. Lance is just kind of a putz. Damn it, Joss. Yeah, yeah Joss. Now I'm mad that it wasn't. I say we just stop. We stop this whole podcast. So what if it was Buffy if she was the one who was possessed by a hyena? It would have been a lot better. So if she went in to save the day and yeah, get Lance out of there. And well, then Xander and Willow and Giles had to scramble to fix it before she I think that would eats pour- her principal. I think that <laughs> we would safely assume that everything would fall apart and everyone would die. Yeah. Because there's no world after five episodes that they would even be capable of stopping, of stopping Hyena it. Buffy. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Well, I'm, I think that's obviously the reason why it wasn't Buffy. And it was Xander because it's got a it almost has to be Xander. It's almost a Xander episode, right? This is on the Xander DVD thing. Oh, yeah, this the is episodes. the Xander-centric second, episode. Right. Second Xander episode. Not that I'm bitter. <laughs> is it? Well, Teacher's well, yeah. Pet. Second, oh, Teacher's Pet, for sure, yeah. Second yeah. out of six, so he's had one whole third of all episodes so far. He's an important, important character. No. <laughs> he is. He's part of the Slayer. Why That's... does Xander get two before Willow even gets one? I know, the Willow... That's it, I was found it weird, yeah. It goes back to what we were talking about with Mike Schur, where it's like the first ten episodes, mm-hmm. you almost want to start with eleven, because I feel like they they definitely got their groove. Like, here's Xander, we're going to focus on Xander, we're going to focus on Buffy, we're going to focus on Giles. And they're getting them sort of keyed away. And I think Willow was just the unfortunate last one to be taken care of because i think by season two everyone's pretty sad everyone's kind of who they are and their arcs make sense but season one does not no and really if we start at episode 11 that's basically almost the end i'm sure we'll probably see by the time we get to 10 and 11 and 12 that it's going to be pretty pretty good standard i hope so i think we'll I don't find know. out yeah I we'll guess. find out right because i don't Cause I, th- I think it's really <laughs> weird to watch willow flounder around it's sad actually I'm not constantly monitoring his health, his moods, his blood pressure. 130 over 80. You got it bad, girl. He makes my head go tingly. Are we going to talk about buttery croissant? I'm sorry, buttery croissant. Croissant. When do croissants become a thing? I feel like I always, my mom was always really into them. Like, But she would get the crappy deli ones that were not in any world flaky. They were just kind of sad, limp things. So I didn't think that I liked croissants, but they're great. When do you think, Sasha? I think hopefully since forever. Yeah, because we brought them across on the Mayflower. Nice. Hurry up with my damn croissants. We're bringing up yet another ice cream place or possibly the same ice cream place. We'll never know. Yeah, Willow just wants ice cream. Ice cream. I mean, it's an epidemic in the city of Sunnydale. There's an ice cream. The city. The province. The hamlet. I mean, what do you call? The town. A town. They call it the town. Village. Hamlet. I think Hamlet's probably the best. Sunnydale Hamlet. The Hamlet of Sunnydale. Sunnydale Hamlet. Xander's smoldery face, where he's like, like coming into the bronze, looks a lot like a confused fart face. Like where he's not quite sure what's going on in his... I feel uh, like that would be appropriate once they eat people and then they're shitting their pants. And that's his face. Like, what is happening? 
Yeah, but right now where he's trying to be sexy and it's just coming off as confused and upset. But obviously not to that woman who was totally into it. True. Which Fake makes Fred me wonder why it. dog Xander is more attractive than regular Xander. You look like you're having bowel distress. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Well, it's that t- t- testosterone that you're he's just got that manly oozing swagger. out. Yeah, oozing. Gross. Just dribbling, just <laughs> dribbling out of his face. Um, can we talk about how Herbert the pig is the best thing in the episode? All right, I'm going to read my note verbatim. So Herbert is the cutest ever. And the applause for him was not sustained enough. <laughs> there, they were not into it enough. And I'm and that's basically the end of my love for Sunnydale High School in general. And then their mourning when he dies was not long enough either. And I think that it's something that you should be talking about pretty much every episode. Like how Herbert's no there should be this. posters around, and there should be just R.I.P. Yeah, and there should be a, um, a statue out front. Really, we shouldn't replace Flutie. We should replace Herbert. We can be principalless. We cannot be adorable mascotless. Correct. Yeah. I totally agree. Today, it's all gangs and drugs and those movies on Showtime with the nudity. I don't have cable. I only heard. When I was your age, we cared about the school's reputation and the football team's record, all that stuff. Of course, when I was your age, I was surrounded by old guys telling me how much better things were when they were my age. So Flutie is pretty cool in this scene. Um, I think that he's like reasonable. He's logical. He sort of talks to Buffy and then he kind of sees himself like using the same kind of knowledge or the same sort of wording that people used on him when he was a kid. You know, he's like, well, I guess that's what people said about me too. And fucking whatever. Who cares? I find he's, it so he's irritating nice. and boring that like. But, he, but he's a vice principal. Or no, he's the principal. He's the what principal. do you expect out of the principal in Sunnydale High in a show about a vampire slayer? Now that you said that, we don't talk to any of the other administration staff. There's, There's no vice, vice principal. principal. Yeah, what's their like? What does the vice principal do anyways? Well, what's the vice president do anyways? You just bring him up to be the president or be the be the vice president or be the vice principal. Oh God, the principal. Be the principal. <laughs> <laughs> Too many p words. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, the wretched refuse conversation that we like that clearly would have been an Oz moment if Oz had been a character yet but instead we get that long haired dumb 90s <laughs> walking cliche it's like hey Xander you check out the new wretched refuse episode you're out of your mind that's no way to play lead guitar what are you talking that's about that's just hunt and peck hey Xander you've heard wretched refuse play what do you think of the guy who plays lead no Xander knows nothing about fucking music I'm sorry, walking 90s cliche, you're asking Are you 100% person. that he knows nothing about music? Yes. How? Because, I don't know, I feel like him and Oz would be buds if that were mm. the case. And, like, they don't really... Yeah, but maybe there's... That doesn't mean anything either, because it's like, maybe he's like... He's older, mm. they run in a different circle. Oz is legitimately cool and caring and amazing, and Xander's kind of shitty. He's in a band, he has things to do. Xander's busy yeah. chilling in his mom's basement, eating fruit roll-ups. <laughs> They're different people. Yeah, I don't I don't think we can say that Xander doesn't know music. Because he does talk about country music later on. So he knows music exists. He did not he did not say anything about Rich <laughs> Breakfast. One. So he know it exists. <laughs> he might not have any opinion on it because he doesn't know what this guy's talking about. If you had to guess in the seconds, how long would you say the horrible, unnecessary slow-mo walk that happens after they eat Herbert lasts. How many seconds do you think it is? I think it's 94 seconds long. You have a guess? I would guess 12 years. I was going to say... A lot of seconds. Yeah, 12 years. Of, uh, so 12 years worth of seconds, which is just the same as regular seconds. <laughs> 12 years worth of seconds. What's 12 years 12 worth years of seconds? 12 years. Yeah. With all the seconds With in those years. With all the seconds years. in those years. Dear God. 
It felt like 12 years of my life yeah. watching it. How long do you think it was? Not but long enough. Not long enough. Yeah, no, it was horrible. At least when, when they did it with Darla and, uh, you know, her little cadre of vampires walking up to the bronze, they were, like, menacing. Mm. There's like, we're about to do some crazy shit. This was like, we just ate a pig. You don't know that. So it's just mostly us walking, like, literally just walking and turning and looking straight. Only one people. person wiped their mouth. And, like, there was just <laughs> lack of blood. There'd be so much blood. Yeah. So much blood. For sure. And blood would be all over Herbert's cage later when Buffy goes in to find it. And they fight in there. They're slipping on blood. I'm sorry. The custodial staff is not the one cleaning that up. They oh, would be no. like, this is a crime. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. This pig just got fucking eaten <laughs> by some fucking kids. Yeah. And we talk about authorities later. Well, where the fuck is the authorities now? No one cares. Fuck. Like Herbert. R.I.P. I just think the really pack. Fair? I hate the pack. I think the pack are absurd. I don't think it makes sense. I don't think their bodies make sense because they would just eat this and they would shit all over the place. And that's the way it goes. <laughs> that's just the way it is. Maybe they just cut that scene out. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like it would have been a better scene if the slow-mo turned into one of the, the blonde one or whatever, just <laughs> oh like bending over, just bending down, <laughs> shitting in his pants with the same music. Play, like, oh, 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 and it's just like somebody really disgusting. Oh God. Better, oh just better, because then it's like what? Because then we're getting into like a pandemic type thing where everyone would be like, "Holy shit!" Like something <laughs> terrible is happening. Oh my god! Like what is going on? And then I don't know. I feel like the FBI then would show up. We get some crazy stuff going on, and then we're just like in season four. And I guess maybe I don't want that. So I'm glad it happened the way it happened, but it still doesn't make any sense. And also, I don't like. I just don't like that they're the same people walking around. And, like, they know their friends, they know who to go up to, they know how to speak English, but yet it's just their taste and their senses that have changed. That's it? Yeah, talking about the actual biology of it is really hard and doesn't make any, like, we, we need to know more information. Like, how much, do, is there any physiological changes? Is it just psychological where, like, you become wolf-like in your head? Are you stronger physically? Because they, Buffy has a hard time overpowering them later, yeah. so we, we don't know enough. Hyenas aren't well-liked. They do seem to be the schmoes of the animal kingdom. Why couldn't Sander be possessed by a puppy or, or some ducks? You know, the elephant in the room, the hyena in the room, <laughs> is Xander. Because it's like, where does Xander stop and start? Is there a stop and start? Is this Xander at his deepest, darkest, weirdest? Is this what every man feels at a testosterone Whatever the hell. Giles says, boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. But but then is that just mean, because Willow is so undesirable, but Buffy is the most desirable. Does every, is every male supposed to feel that way? Because that's what they were implying. But is that, is like, where do we, what do we think about that? I've always viewed the hyena possession akin to alcohol in that it lowers your inhibitions, but it doesn't make you do things you don't already want to do or wish you had the nerve to do. Because it's already been established, Xander has a crush on Buffy. This isn't new that the hyena possession brought upon him. And we established in this episode he knows Willow likes him, but he's never pursued that because he's not interested in Willow. And I think that is also explored in this episode where he is incredibly cruel to her and leverages that Mm. um, to, like, personally hurt her. Which, again, I don't think that would be something that would happen to all people and didn't happen to all people because Xander was the only one who went and tried to rape Buffy. None of the other hyena pack singled her out or felt the need to do that. Yeah, and you also mentioned too when he was in the cage, he knew how to turn it on and basically get Willow and he knew what he was doing as well. Yeah. So he was totally there. It wasn't like 
he had lost his damn mind or something. Look, I want you to help me. I want you. I am helping you. You're doing what you're told. Buffy's trying to help you too. You know that. Or Xander does. Yeah. Buffy's so selfless. Always thinking of us. Well, if I'm so dangerous, how come she left you alone with me? When Xander corners Buffy when she's investigating poor Herbert, R.I.P., and he said, Is that what you really want? (laughs) We both know what you really want. You want danger, don't you? You like your men dangerous. You're in trouble, Xander. You are infected with some hyena thing. It's like a demonic possession. Dangerous and mean, right? Like Angel, your mystery guy. Well, guess who just got mean? Like, he's recognizing I can finally be what I think you want me to be, which is to aggressively take you, even though you're saying no. And I don't think that's a hyena thing. I think the hyena gave him the permission to do that, but it's something he's always wanted to do. Like, he has that fantasy in Witch, maybe, where he's stronger than her, and he slays the vampires, and she swoons for him. It's It's almost a shot for shot, the exact shot, too, where Xander falls over. It's sort of the same way that... Buffy fell over, too. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, yeah, I've dreamed of this or whatever. That's and exactly... It's pretty much the opposite way, but yeah, that's... Yeah, very... and then when he's in the cage and he's talking to Willow, Willow, he was like, why did you stay? Why is it you? And she said, because I wanted to know if it was still you. And he said, you know it's me. And then she said, I guess... And well, then and then she well, stepped she... forward and he reached for the key and she jumped away and then he started screaming and she said, now I know. But him saying, you know I am the same person, I don't think that's just the hyena possession. I think he's telling the audience and everyone, I'm showing you who I truly am and who I wish I could be. Yeah, I agree with everything up to that point. So with Willow, though, wouldn't you say that Willow would probably disagree with that? Because Willow... She wanted to see if it was Xander. Xander wouldn't have done that. And so when she backs away, she she basically by saying, I right. know, she's saying, I know you're not Xander. You're yes. totally not. That is person. what Willow is doing. But Willow. I think what Xander is telling her and what she should have been listening to is I am who I am. Like nothing's changed. It's it's like that moment in Fight Club where Marla yells. She's a monster. She's talking about herself. Like, if someone tells you something about themselves, you should listen to them. And I think that was a moment with Xander where he's like, I'm telling you something you should know. You're not going to see this necessarily again, but it's always going to be here. And Willow doesn't see that because she's in love with him and she's known him forever. And she's willing to let these things go. Obviously, by the end of the episode, she doesn't even bring it up to him. Like, you know that I like you. What? How do we move forward from here? Do you think that we all have these... Dark thought. I mean, so that's the thing too. Where where is this coming from? Again, the hyena curse alone is absurd. Because why would it pull out somebody's like? Again, if we're going with testosterone with the girls, is and that makes it even weirder. Because then what's it doing to them? We never see them doing anything that Xander's doing, but we would almost assume that it was. But then it's so weird that he would just be like, yeah, telegraphing his deepest darkest feelings. Why is that a thing you would do with? Because I get the idea to like rape and build, like do all that stuff. Because that's what you would quote unquote do being hyped up and being a hyper man or whatever the fuck it is. But it seems weird to be like, I'm going to tell you my, my all these secrets and stuff. Like, I think you're right about being drunk. It's not that he doesn't have those feelings. Like I think everything he's saying are things he does want to say secretly. And he now has that. I don't know. Permission's kind of weird. Cause I, I don't think he's fighting the curse. I mean, I believe he's been cursed and all that stuff. So he's not like, Oh cool. Everyone's a hyena. So now I am. Yeah. But so I, I find it strange. Like the whole secret thing. It just, none of it really makes sense. 
I don't think it just doesn't make sense. I mean, I don't think any of those things are secrets. It's not a secret that he likes Buffy. I mean, maybe right. to Buffy, but Willow knows, and the audience knows, and he knows. Yeah. Um, I think it's um, directly analogous to... Is that how you say that? Analogous. Anal- an- analogous. 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 Analogous, yeah. I think it's directly comparable to uh, <laughs> vampires in the show. I mean, Angel says as much when we get uh, Doppelgangland, when we have uh, Vampire Willow. Buffy's like, Will, don't worry. Vampires are nothing like the person they took over. And Angel's like, well, actually, <laughs> uh, it's you're just uninhibited. So that's kind of how I Well, I don't it. think we have a hyena to speak for what it's like to be a hyena. Versus so I think that's kind of a, a jump right a vampire, there. Yeah. Because I think the idea is the hyenas in the end are going to basically be, con- you know, subsumed into this thing. But and it's obviously it. a gradual process. They aren't immediately just hyena right. and not human. Yeah, they're getting stupider. So yes, they're yeah. like sliding further into that. True. Um, but yeah, that's fair. and then the other thing I think is, although it's not the same, we do see Bad Willow twice in two different versions as Vamp Willow and then Witch Willow, which are both evil in their own right. But at the same time, they still have things they care about. Vamp Willow cares about Vamp Xander mm-hmm. and Witch Willow cares about Xander mm-hmm. and pulls herself back from the brink of literally ending the world after the worst thing that could happen to her happened to her. And Vamp or Vamp Willow also cares about regular Willow too. Yeah. She could kill her and she chooses not to. But I feel like Hyena Xander, like bad Xander in this case, doesn't have that. He doesn't have anyone. Even if it came down to it, I think he would turn on Buffy, which he did because he does that terrible scene with her. He respects her because he understands that she's powerful and maybe he can't overpower her. Well, it's a dodgeball thing, too, where you can't. You're, right. you're going to go for the weeks. So exactly. So he recognizes gets... her as like an alpha or whatever mm-hmm. in dog terms. But like, I don't think he has any like <laughs> allegiance or care towards her the same way that Vamp Willow yeah, does yeah. or that Witch Willow does. And I think, again, it speaks to like the core of him because Willow is such a caring, sweet person that even at her most evil, yeah. she like she has all of this feelings, like these feelings and love for Xander to the point that it brings her back from the brink of like losing her mind and her love and everything to become a normal person But those two things also don't make her... They make... Well, I guess it's weird that she becomes the supernatural thing. But but a hyena, you're basically becoming a hyena. With a vampire or a witch, you're not really... There is no becoming a witch. You're kind of like... I mean, I think Willow gets swept away with, like, whatever. But you can be... I feel like you could be a good witch as well. I don't well, yeah, like you're not losing goes evil. Right, she goes evil and she has to grapple with those things, but I don't think Xander necessarily has a choice to be a good hyena that needs to hunt and kill like I mean, oh, be, I kind of see what you're saying. Like, yeah, he doesn't really get a choice where the other two are like, like there's not a good hyena. Yeah. There's not a good hyena. Right, if we had a hyena that was just like I'm a hyena guys, I'm stupid as shit, but like I'm cool, but I'm nice. Comparatively, and- bad like, if you compare Bad Willow to Bad Xander, yeah. like, Bad Willow, even at her worst, even at the point where she would end the literal entire world, is not as bad as Z- Hyena Xander. Well, also, I think that you're le- – I think in the in the end of this whole conversation is that we're allowed – Xander gets off the hook yes. with this. That's really the end of it all, is that with Willow, Willow has to be responsible for whatever she's doing because there's no world where you can say that she is demonic just because witches are demonic and because vampires, because we've seen examples of both mm-hmm. people being normal people, people, people being good vampires, even though they have a soul, but even Spike well, is good. Yeah. Spike, like he chooses to be good. But yeah, I think you bring up the point of, is there a good hyena? And we don't have another example no. of, and if we're going by the, you know, 
I guess if you want to call him the bad guy of this episode, yes. uh, he clearly was a fucked up dude that wanted to have hyena strength or whatever that he wanted. What so, I like, think makes it even scarier, the things that were being said are not things that I don't think Buffy even thought were uncharacteristic. Well, maybe she did, I guess. But these are things that as an audience member, I wouldn't be shocked of him having because he's been telegraphing those feelings throughout. Mm -hmm. So when he started saying that, you can buy that he's this testosterone-fueled crazy hyena. He's becoming dumber or whatever you want to say. But that's still very much Xander. He's not to the point of being a wild dog yet. No. So there's a level of culpability, but then he's cursed. So a curse, I mean, it's a magical fantasy show where you can say whatever you want. So it's really hard to like wrap around something that's never touched upon ever again. You know, we never talk about hyenas again. We never talk about primitivists or whatever the fuck it is. Whereas vampires and witch, those are lore. And Xander never gets to play in those worlds. He never really gets to do any of that. We, so we don't see the rest of the pack alone or what they're doing when Xander's not with them necessarily. He's breaking away from the pack to make his own choices where the rest of the pack moves as one unit. It's true. You also, that leads perfectly into your point of what's worse, a cannibal or a rapist, because (laughs) essentially the only reason why uh, Xander doesn't end up eating Flutie too is because he'd rather be raping Buffy. It's like, so... Like yes, is there a good right, hyena? He makes but the like, choice over the pack to be with. Right. So what's Buffy. worse, like the pack that chose to eat Flutie, or well, the also, Xander that chose to try to rape correct? Buffy? And also, and if it, the idea of the pack is to go after the weak one, it's like Xander, the, Xander the hyena, the magical hyena, <laughs> is making <laughs> a choice almost hyena. to go after the strongest one. Right. Which mm-hmm. I also, in another way, speaks to a Xander. Uh, you know. Something of his desire and also the courage. I mean, that, you know, you're always going to bring up with Xander. He's always there, ready to go and taking on Buffy. That's something that a lot of them aren't going to do. You know, the pack would never do that. They would run away from they were too lazy to eat a baby. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So so the fact that Xander would do it, I think, leads even more to like there are personal characteristics that get put in. And then if we want to say that these mean people are out of central casting, then it makes sense that they would never do anything because they're just, you know, bullies with no teeth. And so they're well, I mean, they do eat a principle but, <laughs> but that's then they, hard they're coming on it yeah so you have to be the animal if you will but they really are so benign like they don't really attack anyone else they don't really do anything else unless they're all together and they're not going out of their way they're not going out of their way which xander seems to they seem to enjoy what happens and like the principal calls them into the office for eating the pig and they're like well we're still hungry so here we go but they didn't go to his office on a mission to eat him. It wasn't like a personal vendetta that they're like, this guy's going to pay. Well, and they also, they also are different around Xander, like even walking into the bronze and it's like Xander's just eyeing them down and 90 songs are playing. Mm-hmm. It's like, yep. And then they walk over and <laughs> gets bad. But it was like, obviously like a very different Xander in, but the pack would only like kind of do that. I don't know. They like really responded to Xander. It was almost like he was the leader, right? Which would make a Buffy centric episode really fun. Right. But would also mm-hmm. make it really impossible for anyone to beat Buffy. I, I think that Buffy not being it totally makes sense. I, I wish we Xander. had an episode of Bad Buffy. Do we ever not see? No, no. I mean, uh, in Nightmares, she becomes a vampire for a second, but it's more to the end of Buffy's terrified of being a vampire. But she, she doesn't, doesn't do really anything. turn evil. Yeah, uh, and I mean, there's the episode season. One of episode or uh, season two, episode one, when she was bad is the name of it. But the worst thing she does is lead Xander on, and then that's it. Like she sort of dirty dances with him, <laughs> and then is like, 
I never thanked you for saving my life. And then Xander's Don't like, you wish I would. yeah. And then she goes, "Don't you wish I would?" Yeah. And then walks away. So that's the worst. That's the baddest bad Buffy that's we get. The meanest Buffy we get. Outside of just being a bad friend, gradually as the yeah. show goes on, but yeah. there's never really a pointed bad Buffy moment, especially not a monster bad Buffy moment. Where were you? I was looking at the fishes. Was it cool? It was fishes. Does Xander actually know that Willow is in love with him? And we find out in this episode, absolutely he does. Yes. Um, which makes it obviously more heart wrenching when right. he does that shitty thing to her where he's like and he knows about it right and Did remembers it on it. purpose and just gets to excuse it away yeah. yeah not only excusing it away but like then you're leading willow on as if everything's back to normal mm-hmm. if you will where i'm supposed to not know and you're pining after me but i know that now and i've always known it but you know that i know it but you don't because then you think i'm a monster and then yeah you're playing with this girl yeah. you're playing with buffy too i didn't do anything else around you guys anything embarrassing nah not at all come on we're gonna be late see you at lunch cool yeah it's nuts i think that's even worse i mean that's even worse than if you if you can explain away a magical creature fine but with the pack it's like if you remember that you ate a person you're done for life you're yeah i don't see how you come back from that and then xander too that's a tough road to go where you don't want to make amends and you don't want to be yeah. a good friend. It's kind of a bad friend. The friend scale. Oh, it's it's completely. probably on the floor. It's at this good. Point. It gets a one. It's, yeah. This is one for friends. Yeah, it's bad. It might be zero actually. I think we gave it a one because Buffy was nice to Willow. Oh yeah, Buffy was a good friend to Willow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How much of Flutie do you think they ate? I you know the way Giles talks about it, I feel like it's the whole thing. Not they just bones ate a pig. are there. Granted, it was but one pig between five people. between five people. I like that we're... And you probably aren't eating the entrails, I assume. I don't know they're, they're, if they're hyenas. I don't think... I mean, in general, I don't think those get eaten. One of the, one of the uh, hyena people, one of the girls says, crunchy. So that, to me, says they did eat part of his nasty bits, oh. like bones or... Or cartilage. Cartilage, yeah. So... Mm. I mean, yeah, you would... I feel like the bones would be left over. And well, they were. Boring. They were, like, scattered... At least the pig bones are scattered under the cage. Willow's skirt has pockets. Willow watches the same hyena clip on the computer over and over. And we need All to right. talk about how this video is All possible. Right. So the net is a thing, as we've established in the previous episodes of only this podcast. And no other podcast has established the net or driven as deep as we do into the net. And I want to say that that shit's impossible. Yeah, because they, I don't even think there were video hosting sites. That's at the VHS time. quality. VHS quality. <laughs> Everything was VHS quality in the 70s. Well, we know DVDs 90s. aren't... <laughs> 1997. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if VHSs were around in the yes, 70s. 70s. They have VHSs then, right? Maybe not. I was going to consult something. Oh, uh, beta, Betamax? I don't not, know. So there was on. no precursor to YouTube? I, yeah, I don't no think so. No VHS tube. No way. No. no, no, no. I mean, E-Bombs World was the first video hosting site that I ever knew about, and that was in 2004. Um, so, I mean, in 2004, I was on fucking like little flash games. Well, and be, no... Beyond the video hosting problems, like a the, server yeah. to do it, the HTML, the first iteration of it, like we wouldn't be able to actually have video plugins. Like there's no way Correct. she's watching this on a streaming service. Not to mention who, what the fuck kind of future connection does Sunnydale high school have where they're rocking a T one line that doesn't exist. We're doing dial up. We're not getting that quality streaming video. Correct. And we're also getting like some, you know, straight hot documentaries, like the things that you would put on there because it would probably be very costly and to house those would be terrible. You have to get the right people to stream it, the right people to move it. The server cost alone would be incredible. 
who has a looping video of hyenas mauling a fucking zebra or whatever it is. Maybe they used over to do and that. over. Maybe they used to do that. It was like right next to Solitaire on Microsoft. It was yes. just pre-installed. Just, just happened to be topical, and yep. she was like, "Hey, I remember that <laughs> one oh hyena video." Actually, you know what? I take it all back. I remember oh my God. playing video games as a kid. You don't remember. In the 90s. No, no, no. And they would have video... I mean, nah. CDs did exist. No, CD I know. computer games did exist. Yes, and it could be a live... that. There could be no a live video of it. Way. Which makes sense why it's looped, because there could only fit so much data on a uh, disc. Here, And then we get to the other problem, which is there is no room in that library where they keep all these CDs. It would be on floppies. It would be on fucking... Why didn't they think about it? It would be on floppies. You're not going to get out of this. It, that is bullshit and that doesn't exist. I'm telling you, also, a 10 that second computer, clip? that computer clip was was showing TV quality and it wouldn't be TV because even if you had your CD-ROMs, that was rough. That was rough video. Yeah, I know, but I, that I looked what, good. That's a simulated image, that baby. That was a real ass footage of, of hyenas. Well, it, they're it's actually real. not even hyenas. They're it's, like wild dogs, which is funny, but simulated image. No. I think that She was watching that. So you're saying it's a television no, it's disguised not. as a computer. No, I think it's an. Or they actually oh recorded it because if they recorded it back in the day with those computers, you would see that line rolling through. There's I no way. I think in real life it might have just been a television Green broadcast. It's just a yeah. simulated image. Over. But in all practicality, I think they could have had a short, actual video file, digital video file on a floppy disk because if it was only it was under a couple of like if it's only a couple of kilobytes long and if it's the same ten seconds looped over, it could be an actual live video. That was in a digital file on a floppy disk. All right, I take it all back. This has been. <laughs> if the tech side. apocalypse comes, beep a techno pagan. <laughs> oh and if God. you want to get deep into tech talk, join us for episode eight. I robot you, Jane. You're going to get right to the bottom of what <laughs> is capable of the 1990s and what is not. Oh, my God. And from three people who lived in it. That's right, kids out there listening to this podcast. You didn't live through this. So suck it. I only have one thing to say to you. Damn it, Joey. Chew your food. How many times do I have to tell you? Joey, chew. You have to chew or you'll choke. What was up with that poor woman and her family and that kid that would not chew his food? I thought that kid ate the keys. You thought he ate the keys? Okay. I thought that was going to be like the punchline. I told you to chew your food, Joey. Now the keys are inside you. We can't drive the Corolla. Oh, then they would just like burrow into his stomach and pull it out that's when the hyenas come they eat the kid get the keys give the keys to the woman then uh, they kill the woman anyway. maybe they hired the hyenas to come get the keys out of the kid no. that's what xander was doing do you strip them bare and then start eating them or do you just eat them right on the spot Close and all. Well, yeah, i don't know because that would be horrifying your whole family is stripped naked put into a cage with like a, a considered straw and then eaten that's worse than getting bummed by a praying mantis god damn it what would you rather do? Get bummed by a praying mantis or eaten alive? I guess it's not a good answer. <laughs> Cannibal or rapist? Cannibal or rapist. There oh my you God. go. <laughs> this is the first time I've noticed Giles wearing a fun scarf, which I'm like, how did I not? I've been watching the show a million times over and I didn't notice he has fun scarves. What the fuck? Great, Giles points. Thanks, Hashtag HD. style icon. Right? Nice. God. For real, though. And also I'm the HD get a quality. Goddamn tweed jacket with leather elbow patches before I die. Yes. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Willow has to have a literal knife pressed against her neck before she realizes it's a trap. That's tough. I actually forgot that the zookeeper was the bad guy. So when he first showed up, I was like, this is really bizarre thing to tell children. And then when he showed up again, I was like, this is Giles' friend. Like, this is happening right now. It's unbelievable that he has the same trans, trans more. What is it? Trans, Transpossession. Transpossession knowledge as Giles. It's They're going to be best friends. They're going to be best friends. And then 
Surely he nope. betrayed him. <laughs> also, I feel like, why didn't you use him? Why did it have to be Willow at the end with the knife pressed? It was just, it was an act of aggression, right? Quote, unquote, it could have been anybody. Although, oh, well, that's actually a good point. He knocks Giles, Giles out, Giles points. And puts him in a fucking, like, closet. So how was that an act of aggression? True. Because he needed the hyenas there. Oh, uh, right, right, right. Okay. Thought. Okay. Yeah. I loved his face makeup. Just over so over much. the mustache and everything. Oh, the, the hair on his un- head, too. It's back. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it is true. glorious. It's horrible. No, it's the worst. I can't believe that they did it. I just can't <laughs> believe that they went through with it. It was one of the best things ever. Think about him just sitting there. Like, what was he talking about himself in the mirror? Just like, it's going to happen, man. It's going to. Yeah, get the Tonight's the night. There. Tonight's the night. I've been waiting forever for this hyena. And then that fight scene was fucking terrible and gets thrown into the thing and dies. And then everyone just looks at each other. And that's why I wrote the note that says blase attitude of death all around is blase fucking A. Because I can't believe that everyone's just like, this guy's dead. Everyone's dead. Everyone's dying. People are getting eaten. Whatever. Yep. Let's go home. Whatever. Buffy and a beanie. First Buffy and a beanie. Buffy and a beanie. It's and weird every time our, it happens. It's it's weird and it's basically that is the the, the look of the blase that's what the blase wear. people who wear beanies don't give a shit about death don't give a shit about death <laughs> God. lessons that we learned this week don't eat people the diarrhea will be horrendous one only the first half of that <laughs> don't eat people that's the one true that's probably right can't blame hyenas for xander xander's bad unto himself in his own ways you can try your best but yeah just kind of falls apart i think the real lesson is that coveting power has direct consequences but more importantly don't be a bully because you might end up a hyena don't yeah don't be a principal don't be a principal there we go that's a good one yeah because you'll get eaten and also having a pig as a mascot is don't don't listen to this show it's a great idea and more places should do it more pigs as mascots more pigs as mascots with cute little razorback teeth and his little dinosaur back he's amazing he's so cute okay so let's get into the rankings yes willow hack something slash we talk about the net she does watch that hyena clip so much net, but it was so wrong i know but so i gave her a six because she did not use it at all she just almost got we never saw her in a browser though it was basically like i found next to minesweeper i found the clip of the dogs <laughs> mauling the zebra and i'm just gonna watch this ad nauseum <laughs> and just like weirdly get into it and ignore that xander is trying to manipulate me behind me how do you just keep that up forever i know Joyce is a terrible mom. Five. Because she's not in it. Not in it. Gets solid five for not showing up. Good job, Joyce. Mm -hmm. Ridiculousness of the monster of the week. I I give it a six. Because, like, while... Like, I don't know. It has its good and its bad merits. I think, yes, it's so fucking silly. But also, it's kind of cool. Like, animal possession. What's a weird, fun thing? It is fun. I I liked it. Like, playing the psychological side of it, like you said. I think Puppet's not good. So, when we start talking about the bad, I think it's probably better if we're just taking... The actual bad thing, which would be that fucking hyena, right. bad. But if we take like the whole concept of what is the bad guy in the episode, right? That's yeah. why I gave it a six. A six, of, good, yeah. yeah. Relationship goodness, badness, like friendships or relationships. Oh. That's a one. That's a solid one. Xander's the worst. We're not being good enough friends. Giles level of Giles, five. Not enough Giles being Giles. He did get knocked out. 
He got knocked out, but that was about it. He, yeah. He I found guess. a new friend. He found a new friend. He thought he did. Who was a bad guy. <laughs> but, so, was, but that's such a Giles they thing. They can share books. <laughs> well, see, Do you I think, think he that... raided his library afterward? I mean, come on. <gasps> what yeah. happens when he's dead? And then they, like, the people, the zookeeper, that the zookeepers that are going to go in after him, what do you think they'll find there? Like, all this paraphernalia, all this crazy shit. I okay. feel bad for that zookeeper, because if he had gone through with it, he would have been a pack of one. Mm. Oh, yeah. One is the loneliest hyena. Um, <laughs> oh, that got you. I got you. So funny. I'm just picturing a really sad hyena. Like, where are my friends? That's With not a funny. Oh, no. That hyena's not laughing. It's got tear streaks down its uh, down its paint. Uh. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Uh, and then episode specific, uh, I get Xander oh, tries to rape Buffy zero of ten. That should be like a negative forty-seven. Yeah. Well, zero's as low as I'm gonna, gonna <laughs> go. Good. Negative forty-seven. <laughs> so this uh, this episode so ranks fucking low. It gets a twenty-three points overall out of sixty. So pretty low, and that puts it at uh, seven of seven for episode we've watched so far. Station. Wow, this is getting worse for you. Yeah, Ditto. Seven of seven. Yeah. Right. I put it at like 10 out of 7. Yeah. <laughs> Preemptively. Nice. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah, this is a this is a stinker. This, um, again, I don't know where I put this on my old 2013 rankings, but I guarantee you it was really low. Um, and even accounting for the shit that's to come, I'm going to put this at 115. Of 137? 137. Okay, so that is... Uh, the pack all done we're done with it so that's thank it. you for listening if you want to follow us please do we're at beat me pod on twitter that's where you can find links to our episodes obviously you can subscribe on itunes uh you can also follow the rupert giles hour oh my god as well don't You're forget not gonna that that's keep not this up it's not gonna happen i'll forget about it after thank you for listening happened. goodbye